Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Apocalypse Now Final Cut The following podcast is presented in Prius Surround Step into the Prius Greetings from Universal Shitty Walk We are the Lodgecast I'm your Lodgemaster with me as always is Brother Bishki And Jurassic Park Gang And Brother Lucas What up? We are here again at the Shitty Walk tonight for a very special reason and it is apocalypse now the final cut final we're seeing it in imax and just for the the full tale lucas you spearheaded this endeavor which yes i I was aware of it months ago when coppola was giving a uh, retrospective interview on deadline hollywood Dot com and they were asking him why why now like why, why do this why <laughs> and basically you know coppola's at the end of his trail and is like you know i was pressured oh. to release it or to screen it at can so that like was the original theatrical version and then i did like the redux where i went back and kind of put everything in which he like felt he overdid yeah when was redux uh, redux was 2001 yeah. which is the last right. time i saw it same right. and then and then he was like you know really this is how i really wanted to do it so like now he feels like tonight is the definitive final cut. He's got George Lucas whispering in his ear on his video yeah. or something. And uh, it's a brand were, new 4K restoration and like but laser you were a bit projection. late to the game because when you sent me the seating map, yeah. the theater was full and you're in the second row center yes. of an IMAX screening. Yes. And I was like, Haha, fuck that. <laughs> and I looked at the Burbank IMAX to see what was left. Almost sold out as well, but there was one shiny seat open in the dead center, <laughs> perfect seat. I snatched it. I'm like, my boys will watch it at the Shitty Walk. I'll watch it at Burbank. We'll come together. And you know what? It's the love of the boys that brought me yeah. here. Yes, I, love and light. Come guys, and melt your face off. You guys teamed up on me. You guys were like, come, get, get your it, face get melted. In the, get in the boat with us. Yeah. And I thought to myself, Let's you know go up what? river together. I have the best seat in the Burbank Theater, but next to them is the best seat in the galaxy. Oh, so yes. That's why we're here, all three of us. On Second mission. row center. Second row ce- What is this going to do to us? <laughs> and the thing is, this IMAX screen, I think, it's is like... huge. Uh, was huge, but the seats go up almost right up against it. So. They push... Yes, because <laughs> I saw Batman for Forever, or whatever the third Nolan Batman was. Batman <laughs> Rises or whatever. And... And... I remember looking at those poor bastards down in the front, and I'm like, Christian Bale's head is 
abstract to them. They have to look straight up. No, that's us. That's us. But it's going to be Martin fucking Sheen. Uh, like, what is this? How are we even going to take this in? Naked and bloody, wigging yeah. out. So, I'm I'm ready, though. Yeah, yeah it's going to be intense. A yeah, religious it's, experience. It's three hours. Um, the, the, the Redux was 320. I remember, the original yeah, cut the, was 240. The Redux was too long. And I mean, for the record, I feel, yeah, the original itself is too long. I mean, this sure. is not a masterpiece by any means. I, I think the first half of it is, is very strong. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. I mean, I really don't know. It's been 18 years. Yeah, what, what is your guys' I don't, history? I don't know what my bone count's going to be like coming out of this. I, I just watched Hearts of Darkness last yes. night. The Probably the greatest behind-the-scenes um, making of a movie ever, in my opinion. Required Do- viewing for docu- anybody listening to documentary, this. Documentary, and it still it was just incredible. A lot of details that I forgot about it, but... Um, Hearts of Darkness, actually, I saw it before Apocalypse Now. Because oh, Because I rented it from my library. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it's, I guess, educational. And it blew my mind. Yeah. It blew it's my no, it's... mind. Because as, as, like, a young, like, wannabe filmmaker, seeing the ultimate Herculean filmmaking task, it's, like, crack. Yeah. I've, I've probably yeah. seen it 20 times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely grew up on the... Uh film and documentary uh from middle school on when coppola is given that press conference and he's like so great and they're translating and he's like my film is not about vietnam it is vietnam (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like it's so badass and it's like not oh it's not overstepping because it's like he dealt with like like an, a war going on in the Philippines, basically. He dealt Crazy. with a, a typhoon. He dealt with Marlon Brando, who's yeah, like he did. blowing up. And then he dealt with... Firing Mar- Harvey Keitel? Firing Harvey Keitel. Martin That's Sheen really. Martin Sheen had an almost fatal heart attack that oh. they had to take a break from his filming for oh a long time. God. Took Just him over him. a year to make the film, like when you add in the time they had to take off. Just imagine that. Yeah, and it was his money. It was his money that went in to make this film. Like, he's spent he got some other funding like throughout it but but here's the thing hearts of darkness was such a compelling film that when i finally saw apocalypse now it was like anticlimactic yeah i and that's so weird to say but i think i fucked up because i knew how the sausage was made before i sampled that sweet sweet sausage yeah well now it's been long enough i've and i've forgotten enough of the movie i think that it'll be kind of new to my eyes and um i can't wait to see it well shall we journey up the river let's go revisit history (laughs) let's go see kurtz (laughs) oh my god pray for us and pray for our brains come back with some ivory bones here we go love and light y'all love and napalm a woman on the Already passed her by Bob Dylan didn't have this to sing about You know it feels good to be alive Shit, we got our faces melted off.
Are you guys alive? Clean, I'm good. I'm all good. <laughs> oh my god. What a what a movie. Uh, before we get into it, Bishki, what's that schnapps? From Rotten Tomatoes. Restored from the original negative for the first time ever. Apocalypse Now Final Cut is Coppola's most realized version of the film, <laughs> which is nominated for eight Academy Awards, won three Golden Globes, Best Original Score, Best Director, and Best Supporting Actor, 1980, and is one of AFI's top 100 films. Coppola's visually dazzling masterpiece is a surreal, hallucinatory, epic tragedy about the horror of the Vietnam War. A U.S. Army intelligence officer is sent on a bizarre river journey deep into the jungle to assassinate <laughs> Colonel Kurtz, a renegade Green Beret who uses primitive tribesmen to wage his own war. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we were in the second row. Oh. Oh, my neck. <laughs> the neck. My neck is killing me. Oh. Oh, I was... Like, as soon as I walked in, I started laughing to myself <laughs> because the screen is, like, real official IMAX. It's gargantuan. I knew it's, the screen... not, it's not Burbank IMAX. It's not fake IMAX. Like, it's the real IMAX. It's the real deal. Yeah, and the screen is also a little elevated. It's, like, 30 feet off the ground. So, it so was if you're, right if there. If you're eye level, up. there's... Yeah, it's just nothing. You have to yeah. look up. And look up we did for three... Hours and the sound though, like the that sound. the opening helicopters in slow mo was insane. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. going all around us in the theater, a big theater just filled with strangers, filled with dudes, dudes, a lot of white dudes, <laughs> a lot of neck beards. They, yeah. But the kids sitting next to me, they were like two Italian kids, like twelve or thirteen. Like, oh, nice, real young, probably tourists. Don't know if they <laughs> planned it or they just wound up there, but they were like absorbed. Like, yeah, some dads brought their sons. I saw some sons I in there. I love, I love that we're right by a major family-friendly theme park, <laughs> and we can just stroll in. To a three-hour rootin' tootin' boat of innocent people slaughterin', cow slaughterin'. Oh, real <laughs> cow slaughtering. Which then makes experience. you think, did they use real bullets to kill some people? Oh because, like, how did nobody die making this? In- yeah. Incredible. So, again, the making of this movie precedes it in pretty much every frame. If you know, If you know the ins and outs of the behind-the-scenes of this... It's just hard to watch as a movie, at least for yeah. me anyway. I mean, that's unfortunate you probably saw it in reverse. The Hearts of Darkness, I think it might be the superior film. I it's mean, a it's four, tough. Yeah, Hearts of Darkness is a four-bone masterpiece. It's tough to masterpiece say. They're completely different. They they're completely such, different. This, such amazing footage, and the yeah. hindsight of like doing the interviews 20 years later is pretty astounding This and movie doesn't just feel like it's from another time. It feels like it's from another planet. It feels like it's a it's a movie made with such vigor and gusto. Like it's it's like I think people forget this the phenomenal like one two three Godfather conversation Godfather Part Two success yes. Coppola had and both the conver- cr- cr- critically yeah, yeah. and commercially. Like this guy was batting a thousand. And this like, was it. He could not do any wrong and yes like he was probably doing cocaine or like amphetamines or like <laughs> some least. kind some yeah. kind of drug in he addition he did cocaine in his in, coffee in, in, sure. in addition to wine and like good dinners like I, I swear <laughs> to god he was yayed up because like you watch this and it's like holy fuck like he willed it like he willed it to happen like he he, he created it these does images. seem like it could careen off into the netherworld at any at any point and I, I have to say, this final cut 
makes it even more rickety. He nails the well, he nails it with the theatrical cut. Like I still stand by the original I because it's the, the shor- it's it. the shortest. Yeah. And I keep saying the shorter you make it, the better. If you're listening like, to this and you haven't, if you somehow harbor the shameful secret that you haven't seen Apocalypse Now, just get the original one. The theatrical cut yeah, gives you flavor. every gives you everything you need and and that's and it. More. Let's talk about Final Cut. Bishop, yeah. well, what are you, what are you seen, trying to say? I haven't seen enough the, the original enough times to know the differences outside of there's two scissor edits you make in this film. Obviously, <laughs> two the, major ones. I mean, I mean, at the beginning of the French Indochina scene and the end, you just clip that out. <laughs> yep. Cut it out. Yep. French. Uh, the French. Oh, that was rough. And Colonial then, how- Dude, when all of a sudden they're arguing without subtitles, I was like, how yeah. do we get a- and How talk- did we get here? Like, how did a- any- anyone in the edit room talk him out of this? Like, how are we literally, it's, like, it's watching It's legendary. Him? They knew during the Hearts of Darkness documentary that he, that's, that whole he, section didn't need to be there. Yeah, he uh. didn't get the actors he wanted to, the French actors. He didn't like their performances, which are not good. Uh, but they didn't even mic it right. God. Yeah, it is like student feature like yeah. quality. So for those like, of you who don't know, who should be most of you, like this is a little bit obscure. It's but two hours in. Imagine sitting in a movie for two hours. You just want to get to the fireworks factory. You're the like, boat, get, the boat get to coast. the end. You're exhausted. You are fucking exhausted. The boat coasts into the mist. Just when, just when the tension should be ratcheting up the most, the boat coasts into the mist, and all of a sudden there's a squadron of Frenchies yeah. ready, to, uh, ready to welcome them in and help them bury Larry Fishburne. And there's French colonial house, and they have a full and they just couple have a, of meals. they just have a long dinner. And a long discussion. Like, there's been no like long dialogue scenes in the whole Bad, movie. Badly mic'd. No subtitles and making the same point over and over and over again, which is, if we stay here, we win. If we leave, we lose. You lose. <laughs> so, and then there's some nudity and some opium and oh, uh, some man. talk of the duality oh, of man. man. Yeah. How did they not it, get like Catherine it, Denouard? It is. It is. Like, it is like. Flat out embarrassing. Like, like he should have burned those negatives. He should have been like, like this yeah. never sees the light it's of day. Really, only really bad. Because like in the documentary, late... it's like kind of fascinating. You're like, whoa! Like when he's describing it, and they're talking about it on paper. You're like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. But then you don't realize, like, I just spent, you know, like 110 minutes or 120 minutes. To get here, like maybe we don't have this. Like maybe we just keep it moving. So seventies like, Coppola knew that. Seventies Coppola definitely knew that. Oh, and now man. again, you have George Lucas. What's George Lucas doing right now? He's probably just floating around the editing bay. He's like, you know, yeah. we can take the original negative and we can do the four K. Tra- and he's like, yeah, you're right, George. We can do that. Like, let's do it. Let's put the full French plantation. But, but, what's, in, but, but what's, what's interesting about the uh, upscale uh, laser projection we saw is that opening shot of, of the, the, napalm. the napalm. I knew, obviously, from day one. That it was like originally like a B camera that yes. was rolling, yes. but I've never seen it blown up on an IMAX second yep. second row, and you really see the grain. You see you're, every and grain. You're like, holy shit! Like they really got lucky rolling this fucking B camera. That yep. I'm sure an operator wasn't even looking through the viewfinder. I'm well, sure they, they probably just... didn't know where it was gonna hit. Yeah. And so then you see the kind of hasty pan. Yeah. To get it, but yeah. But what I what I was thinking during that was. That feels good because it feels handmade. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. kind of like when, you know, 
back in my day. It feels you, like you're when, in Nam. Like when, all of a sudden you're like, this is Nam. When like, music purists talk about disliking the cold clinical nature of like a locked in drum machine or synthesizer and they like the human they like a drummer that screws up a little bit that's kind of what i like in this too because nowadays that would just be completely digital Mm, (laughs) like there would be a fake pan across a digital landscape yeah and there's no comparison to the things you see in this movie the actual explosions the actual hundreds of and hundreds of people on screen at once. How no one died is beyond me. Like, I'm sure somebody well, we don't did know. die. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But Buried so, in their Apocalypse Now crew t-shirt. <laughs> Visually, you cannot fuck with this movie. No, no. no. Storaro, who might be my favorite cinematographer. Yeah, Every single shot. Light, like, yeah. It's a it fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Like, I feel like that opening, uh, inciting instant call to adventure, where, where he's like picked up at his motel and then brought to this weird mobile command like CIA <laughs> headquarters with Harrison Ford. I love the camera setups. Just like the way they shoot these basic kind of conversations like they're these interesting kind of like POV where they're like looking directly yes. at camera. Very weird. And and it's, Very it's it got yeah, that Jonathan Demi vibe, but like it's it's just great. Like it just moves and it's shot like really interesting. One of my favorite characters, he's almost like a Star Wars Cantina alien in a way because he's so weird is the guy in that scene who goes terminate with extreme prejudice. Who's like yeah. sucking on the prongs. That's his only line. That's yeah. his only line. And he's, he's totally... He's amazing. And he's given off this... CIA spook. This weird vibe. I love that guy. Yeah. That guy was the uh, the first AD, too. Like, so was he, he? Yeah. He was like totally part of the show. <laughs> like, just not to be fucked with. Amazing. Amazing vibe with that guy. I think... I didn't, I didn't remember this from the original cut. And I think there was more added to this. But pretty much... After about 20 minutes in, the following 30 minutes is all about surfing. It's yeah, yeah. pretty much the only dialogue that is uttered is in reference to surfing and Robert finding Duvall, the waves. Did Robert Duvall win the Best Supporting Actor for the yeah, monster? For sure, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. for sure. It is, but that's all he talks about. No, yeah, he's obsessed. He's But that whole sequence is one of the greatest of all time. I don't think the movie really... That's where it peaks. That's I don't like, think a movie tops no, itself. It doesn't. It's downhill and when they leave them, and that's yeah. when it goes off the rails. But that whole sequence... Should have been the climax. It should have been the climax, yeah. It's, it is Walter so... Murch or someone should have been like, we need to... <laughs> Move this later? Yeah, we need to like do some ADR. The boat encounters uh, Kilgore and his crazy mercenary team relatively early and they're supposed to give them passage into the the entrance to this river that he's got to go up and and carry out his duty to kill colonel kurtz and i yeah you're right like if if that was somehow like we need to get past one more checkpoint to get to where we need to go (laughs) like that would have really pepped us up for the end because after that we are in just a kind of phantasmagoric haze for two and a half hours yeah yeah Yeah. no it's so exhilarating it's like heavy fog machine use but it's but it's exhilarating in like a dark 70s way because they're pumping you up they're like yeah isn't war great and then they always cut to the cost of war yeah well there's like a mile massacre there's when they when they killed those people on the boat and they had the puppy and i feel like again they could have they could have rejiggered the order chronology because to me, it's like, 
the journey should get more and more complicated and harder and harder the more upriver you go. Yeah, it gets like, less. Visually, it gets less complicated. And, and like, I, and like, what would be crazier than like if at the very beginning, as soon as he gets on the boat, the first thing they do is the My Lai massacre, and it's like, well, I told you not to stop. Like, let's keep going, and it's like, right. boom, that's what that's we're setting the precedent. Yeah, yeah, that's like this is a cursed yeah. fucking trip right off the bat and then like people start dying and then like you get to the yeah the Colonel Kilgore and the bridge and then the Kurtz finally and you just make it move you gotta turn the screws because I feel like Coppola knew that inherently but like that was the low hanging fruit or the obvious shot or whatever and And he was was like not going yeah and he was like I don't wanna do that like I gotta I'm a big idea this is important but then he like went too far and it was like at the same time and I don't know if this is blasphemous it might might be safe to say this in the Prius, but I mean, the script, so much of it is just pseudo profound. Well, when you get to Brando. Well, that, obviously, but even leading up to that, it's, and this, this is leading me to a bigger point, but the script, as it were, which obviously was being written on the fly, <laughs> yeah. so you gotta forgive a little bit of it, because it was written in pretty much the chaos of filmmaking war, but they keep saying the same shit. It's the same beats over and over again, almost verbatim. It's like John Wick Parabellum in that way, yeah. in which he's gone insane. Now I feel... It's better than that. That's blasphemous. Now, <laughs> now I feel he's really gone insane. Now I'm starting to think he's gone insane. Like, yeah. y- you have so much time and so much of a visual tapestry to fill with all sorts of ideas, and we keep harping on, like, the same three. And I also feel like you should never cut back to the dossier. I feel you should just right at the very top. He goes through it. Sure. Why the hell did he do that? It nearly killed me. It's repetitive. Like, yeah, and then mm-hmm. you just and then you just cut to him shredding it and, like, throwing it overboard. But what you don't do is have it, like, by the, the end of the movie, like, he's still reading <laughs> he's it. It's, still, like, it's like, it's a joke. Like, well, you want to laugh at him and be like, bro, like, then, it's not that much material, man. What have you also, been doing? What I was thinking about the fifth time we cut back to him reading the dossier, I was like... I still couldn't believe it. I was like, like it this couldn't feel, be the same dossier. It's like Larry Fishburne's dance around with his, with his boombox, and I'm like... You know, Sheen's in the corner reading the dossier. I'm like, this is what it feels like when you have to take summer school and, like, work on an assignment when all your friends are playing and, like, having a crazy time. But my bigger point is, to me, the script is neither here nor there. Like, you kind of... The the script doesn't really... The narration helps you orient yourself. But the actual script, the actual dialogue, you know, aside from a couple classic lines... You don't even really need it. The visuals are so strong. This could be like a Koyana Stasi type. Uh, yeah. Like really push the medium forward and don't have any dialogue. Or just have army yeah. jargon and sure you know, that doesn't yeah. matter. That doesn't yeah. matter wonder, anyway. I wonder who who planted that seed. Do you think it was Coppola, the voiceover? Do you think? Do you think that was like something that he was worried about? It was about? an after the fact thing. I think he added it. Was it was super they after the fact. He added a separate writer. Yeah, Michael, for the Michael Hare yeah. was an actual, yeah, like. Uh, he wrote all m- the narration. Military yeah. guy. I mean, the narration's pretty iconic. And, it, and he also did, I think, Full Metal Jacket. The narration doesn't bother me at all. Like, it feels like. It works, but I agree with you in the sense that, like, it, you can kind of make a sharper, faster, better film. If you took it, took it out, and then just had a better score, because the sound design's amazing and doing a lot of heavy lifting. Like, shout, special shout out to Walter Merch for making that come but alive. In, in terms of the score, what do you think of this? Because uh, I, 
I've always thought they should have got like Wendy Carlos or somebody. It, feel, it, it feels like Wendy Carlos. I feel well, like they should have got not... John Carpenter. It was like, why didn't you just get John Carpenter for <laughs> this? Because he wanted he wanted like this Japanese synthesizer guy. I forget the guy's name, but but it's him, Coppola on synth with his dad, Carmen Coppola, uh, and Francis Ford did the score. Not and great, especially not great. at the French Plantation. It got yeah. real. Well, I, I think well, I think the French Plantation was done after. You the guys, fact. we have three hours of like synth textures and noodling. It's not all created equal, and no, I yeah. think some of it really works with the scene you're watching. But yeah, if you're in the fucking French Plantation, nothing's gonna sound right. Well, Nothing's I think, right there. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they scored that <laughs> for the Redux, sure, actually. Sure, sure. Um, or he had a cat walk across Carmen, the synthesizer. Yeah. I feel hashtag blessed that we did see it second row. Because who's going to get that opportunity? <laughs> like, Martin Sheen's... The sweat dripping off his pores. I like, could, chest hair is yeah. so Martin curly. Martin Sheen's glistening chest hair was tickling my nose band-aid was like eight feet across i could feel it and you could see every drop of sweat on his face and it it's just visceral yeah outside of my neck pain i have no complaints about none whatsoever i'm so glad i'm so yeah that was epic i mean it was a huge screen i mean when marlon brando's face is like the (laughs) horror the horror it's like he's like 80 it's like 80 feet and you see 100 feet you see the focus issues that they never, in standard def, never even <laughs> occurred to them, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty dark towards the end. So, the thing, let's let's no talk light. about, let's talk about the end, because any, any student of the behind the scenes of this movie knows, once they get to the compound, uh, there was no script. Uh, there was no script. And Coppola's like, either so I, can take, I can take three, two or three weeks off and write this thing, or, or <laughs> I, I let Marlon Brando... Riff. Improvise for three weeks. He got paid three million dollars for three weeks, oh. and that's what he chose. And, it's embarrassing. And it's br- really bad. And Brando is just reaching for words. I think I would have, if I was Coppola, I would have fired Brando as soon as he showed up because it's like, hey man, we talked about you being this crazy military guy, and you <laughs> yeah. clearly have like a depre- depression or an eating disorder because he he did put on a lot of weight between The Godfather, which was like six or seven years before that. But nonetheless, I would have cast Steve McQueen, who I think Coppola had talked about offering it, but McQueen didn't want to leave his wife or America. And I'm thinking, like, dude, you're watching it in IMAX. That could have been a soundstage. Like, you're in a fucking temple, like, office area. Like, like how, how, like, why would you need to shoot that on location? Like, you could have totally got Steve McQueen, and it needs to be someone like Martin Sheen. I don't know about Steve McQueen. I don't think it should be Steve McQueen. I don't know who, but. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with Marlon Brando, all things considered. Had he getting, had he had written lines. Had he had written lines, because the thing is, this movie is historical. Yeah. And. Brando's performance, whether it was an honest portrayal or not, or just complete raving bullshit, yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, I mean, I swallowed a bug line Where, in Hearts of Darkness. Yeah. no, that's in Hearts of Darkness. Yeah, but yeah, but it's, it's one of it's one of the most hilarious. But it's like, amazing that he like shows up and like yeah. What's didn't he doing? He's didn't, waxing, didn't poetic. He, he's getting somewhere. He's getting somewhere, and then he's like, I swallowed a bug. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any more dialogue today. <laughs> Um, I mean, but yeah, Dennis he Hopper, shaves his head. Dennis after Hopper must have been improvising. Oh, completely, like, completely, completely. completely. Uh, see, now, Dennis goofy. Hopper was miscast because you can't have Are Dennis you Hopper. Me? You can't have Dennis Who Hopper. Else would that have been at yeah. that level when you already have Frederick Forrest like the whole time? It's true. They do kind of like, cancel like, each other out, but yeah. Frederick Forrest gets offed pretty quick. They don't. 
There's not a lot of Frederick Forrest and Dennis Hopper in the same They should have off fucking Dennis Hopper. I like, felt, how, how did well, the Dennis Hopper death scene not make the final cut? I felt Frederick Forrest might have been... I don't know. You could have maybe got someone different. Maybe Harrison Ford. Well, not after Han Solo. But um, Harrison Ford in that role. They should have ended it with an airstrike. It's like, how do you not go out with a bang, dude? I mean, like listen. all that money, like give us another bang at nighttime, no, but that, like fireworks. That's set. That's set. I wonder if they kept that up. That's have set. Your, is... Have your directing credit be superimposed over it. I feel like they tacked on a little more with the surfboard. I don't remember them stealing a surfboard. Well, there, yeah. I think there was one, there, that thing where, where like the helicopter swooping over the boat. This is yeah. a, after the big helicopter sequence. Yes. And there's that's like, new. Right? And there's a voiceover uh, of. Robert Duvall saying, "Give me back my surfboard! Give me back my surfboard!" Like, I mean, it I don't remember. I need to go back and it look. It can't to see. be overstated. That's, that's Redux. That that was not in theatrical. That was Redux. That can't was, be yeah. overstated. How much surf talk is in this? <laughs> Just how much? Like, I, there there's other things to show off the bravado of this character. He's an amazing character. Everybody loves this character. Yeah. But literally, literally, all he talks about is surfing. <laughs> Get out there and surf. It's breaking this way. And it's breaking this. way. I mean, you could do so much more with it. But anyway, again. No, I didn't have that much problem. I think that whole sequence is one of the greatest it's great. of it's all great. time. It's great. And I don't fully want to relitigate a 40-year-old movie. Like, no. Like, it came out. People loved it. It blew minds. It made money, too. And Co- and Coppola would go on to do interesting films, but never quite <laughs> was, reached this the... This After you go through something like Apocalypse Now, like, what yeah. do you... You've, been, you've yeah. been to the end of the river. No, if you've not seen Hearts of Darkness... That is number one on your list. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to them apocalyptic bones. I can be in the bones. Brother Lucas, where it feels like it feels like you're a bit fraught with this one. Yeah, well, I love uh, I love Francis Ford Coppola. Like, oh my God, got a framed godfather poster behind glass in my bedroom behind glass since since high school it's a good movie yeah it's like a time (laughs) machine man going back in time like it really does feel like an ethnographic slice of life um that's like that much authenticity and like detail what about apocalypse now final cut yeah it's it's a crazy flawed uh masterpiece and watching it tonight like i just couldn't get over like how epic and grand it was in now scale. in the intro like, you said this... it's no masterpiece so now are you saying it's a flawed masterpiece yeah it's a flawed <laughs> mas- it's a flawed masterpiece <laughs> i mean like like yeah walter Murch's sound design and editing alone is just like mind-boggling like it's so crazy yeah um, I give it three and a half bones. You know, Boom. I I really the final cut. Yeah, I I really wish I really wish it was shorter. I really think yeah, like, but I I just can't get over like the level of uh, craft like and chaos that went into it. It'll never um, nothing like this will ever really happen again. No, no, it's way too dangerous, man. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> so, I mean, he had gonna, no support of the no, military. He had no no studios, yeah. you know, allow explosions no studio, or, yeah. or choppers like no. like that. That shit is insane, yeah. man. Like yeah. people would like get accidentally decapitated taking a selfie, you know, like today or whatever, <laughs> like with that many choppers. Three and a half bones from LT, and he stayed awake. I I checked over during the plantation scene, and yeah. your your eyes were open. Oh yeah, they were open, brother Bishki. 
The final cut. The final cut is what we're rating here. Uh, <laughs> and that and that's where I um, will drop my bones. I drop my bones in the final cut. I need. I do probably maybe 10 years down the road. I, I Hopefully, it'll be still playing in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, I will see the original cut. You think they'll ever the play the original cut in the theaters again? Well, yeah, it's true. They might not. But anyway, I'll see it on Blu-ray. It's yeah. on Blu-ray. It's in, the, it's in the full dossier DVD. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for the final cut, I mean, that you have to cut out the clone, French colonial sequences. It is. It really. It's. It's almost tough to, because I'm so kind of weary. But after that sequence, to to know exactly how it would play if you just cut it out. It, it's 20 minutes of just looking down, like looking away, looking away, <laughs> like that lady's looking over at Martin Sheen like 20 <laughs> times, and 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 I, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't remember how bad that sequence was until tonight but um so i give it three stars or three bones <laughs> three <laughs> ivory bones yes um for the final cut all right but but the movie without that sequence is probably three and a half for sure yeah um and yeah the helicopter sequence i was so mind blown by it's that amazing. whole thing that it carries it through the rest of the movie it probably took him a year to like cut that scene together it's, you know on film like on Steambacks. It, it I mean believe the hype yeah it's, the whole first hour is it's great four bones off the charts but anyway go ahead yeah so I mean I'm right there with you I think I'd be three and a half if it weren't for the Frenchies the calcium density of my bone was dropping so precipitously during that and yeah, again, like the themes were were definitely present, but very repetitive for me. I, I definitely wanted there to be, you know, deeper substance to match the complete awe-inspiring visuals. Yeah. And I don't. I just don't know if you. I don't know if the best script even could, because it looks that good. I have to view it through the lens of history. And I suspect I would, if I were to watch the original version again, it would be three and a half easily mm-hmm. with a little half bone left there just because it's an act of madness. It's not perfect. No, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's crazy. You feel like you're going a little crazy while you're watching it, especially if you watch this bonkers cut. So, three bones. If you can mm. see it in IMAX. Mm. Uh, well, I don't think you can because this is the only screening. I know. This is the only screening, but if it comes mm. back if it comes yeah. back around, consider sitting in the second row. <laughs> like, don't be crazy. Don't sit in the front. Sit in the second row. You'll sweat. You'll you might drip. Be, you might be pleasantly surprised. That's Apocalypse Now Final Cut. Uh, iTunes business. Leave us a review. Leave us leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you're enjoying this. I I dare you to do it. And maybe we'll do more older films. This is our first film we've done that's not been present uh, time. Yeah, I mean... But I had a fun time. I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, quote-unquote classics that will get the restoration treatment. I think we have The Matrix coming up. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yes. I've only seen once. I've only seen once. <laughs> so it's probably time to revisit. Um, but yeah, any any of these type of uh, special screenings, I think I think we should dip into them and really explore these artifacts and, uh, and what they mean to us in this present day. But we also have a lot of great new movies coming. September, Oscar season's heating up. Oh yeah. Cannot wait. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to get so 
good. And it's all leading up the river to the final fight with cats. The movie. Kurt, not Kurtz. Cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. <laughs> oh, the horror. Well, so much love and so much light to y'all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>